My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. This was God's message to Israel in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Because Israel had left God's word, started bringing other doctrines into the church, he said he would destroy the nation because they lacked knowledge. I want to welcome you to Creation Radio and TV. I'm your host, Mike Riddle, the president and founder of Creation Training Initiative. Today our message is called, Who Should Christians Blame? Now, I'd like to start by laying the foundation, and the foundation start with, starts with this. The Bible teaches that God is the creator of all things. We see this in Genesis chapter 1, the very first verse where it states, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We also see it in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things are created by Him and for Him. We also see this in many other verses in the Bible, such as Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 6, Isaiah chapter 45, verse 18, the Gospel of John chapter 1, the first three verses, Acts chapter 14, verse 15, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, and in Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, and many other chapters in the Bible. What does this mean? This clearly means that the Bible teaches evolution is false. Now, the Bible also declares that God determines what is right and what is wrong. We see this in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 19, where it states, I have not spoken in secret, in a dark place of the earth. I did not say to the seed of Jacob, Seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. We also see this in the book of John, chapter 17, verse 17. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And we also see this in John chapter 14, verse 6, where it states, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What does this mean? The Bible clearly refutes moral relativism. Moral relativism teaches the philosophy that there are no absolutes. There's no real right and wrong. And the Bible here clearly says that is false. The Bible also says we should train our children according to God's ways and His truth. We see this in the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 6, where it states, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We also see this in Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, where it states, And these words which I command you today shall be in your hearts. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. What does this mean? It means parents. We have the responsibility to make sure our children are brought up in God's Word. The Bible teaches we should not seek education based on the world's ways, but we should be teaching the truth of God's Word 
that God is the creator of all things, and Jesus is the only way to salvation, and we should teach our children to have a biblical worldview, where it states in Matthew 22, verse 37, Jesus said unto him, You shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. In other words, we should be giving our heart, soul, and mind. We should be thinking according to God's word and not according to the world's ways. That is a biblical worldview. Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. In 1973, abortion was legalized nationwide in the famous court case in Texas, Roe v. Wade. On June 26, 2015, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that there is a federal constitutional right for same-sex marriage. For decades, evolutionism has been taught as a fact in our secular universities and schools. For many years, students have been taught moral relativism, starting in the very early grades. They are taught there is no such thing as absolute right and wrong. They are taught that what is true for one person may not be true for another person. Should we Christians be angry with the abortionist? Should we Christians be angry with the gay rights activist? Should we be angry with the abortionist? Should we be angry with the moral relativist? Should we be angry with the teachers who teach these alleged rights and philosophies? The answer is no. They are being consistent in their worldview. It is we, the Christians, who are not being consistent in our worldview. We should be angry with ourselves as Christians. Why? Because why did we allow all this to happen? We should be angry with our Christian universities, our church leaders, and again ourselves. We have had decades to prepare our church leaders, ourselves, and our youth how to defend against the teachings of evolution and moral relativism. We have had over 50 years to train our leaders, our youth, and ourselves to defend against abortion. And we've had many years to train ourselves our church leaders, and our youth leaders to defend against same-sex marriage. The question is, why didn't we do this training? Our seminaries and Christian universities have failed us, even the ones we call the best ones. They're turning out men and women with academic degrees, but men and women who cannot defend their faith. Our churches seldom bring up the topic of abortion or gay marriage, or even evolution or moral relativism. Most of our youth leaders today are unable to train their students how to defend their faith. We should be angry because there has been a failure in Christian education. We are not prepared to carry out the Great Commission in today's side against the strongholds of evolution and moral relativism. As it states in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, we are commanded to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That is a command. We're supposed to be able to do that. But most Christians are untrained to do this. As a result, 
Most Christians are unable to communicate or even effectively evangelize a world that denies the existence of the living God, the creator of all things. Some questions. Some questions we should be asking our graduates in our Christian universities and seminaries. Some questions we should be asking our youth leaders are these. How can the first three days of creation be literal days that the sun was not created till day four? How can you call God good when he allows bad things to happen? What is right for you is not right for me. How do you answer that? Every one of our Christian leaders should know how to answer that. Fourth, in the Old Testament, God killed men, women, and children. What kind of a God do Christians worship? Why are Christians against a woman's right to have a choice, meaning abortions? Doesn't carbon-14 prove the earth is older than 6,000 years? They're being taught the age of the earth does not matter. Why? We should just preach about Jesus. Folks, that is a very wrong statement, unless you understand that the entire Bible is about Jesus because he's the creator of all things, and the last book of the Bible is about him. Yes, we really should teach about Jesus, but many of our people, leaders, seem to forget that he's the creator. Next, why are Christians so intolerant of other people's beliefs? Give me any real evidence for the existence of God. Evolution is a fact, and Christians should learn to accept this and stop trying to indoctrinate our children with the fantasy of creationism. And how do you fit dinosaurs into the Bible? Folks, not one of these questions or challenges requires a degree in science or philosophy. This can be taught. The answers to each and every one of these can be taught to almost all our junior high students. We have had decades to learn how to answer these challenges, but yet we have failed and we have failed our youth. And as a result, over 70% of our youth today in the church have doubts about God's Word, the Bible. Jim Wilson graduated the U.S. Naval Academy and fought in the Korean War, currently Director of Community Christian Ministries and Evangelism, makes this statement. In the study of warfare, great men have concluded that there are some overriding principles that, if allowed, will always tend towards success in battle, and if neglected or ignored, will tend toward defeat or even destruction. Did you know this is also true of spiritual warfare? We have the tools... We just seem to lack the training. E. Ray Moore, Army Chaplain, Director of Exodus Mandate, states, Christians are not powerless. What is needed is a plan that can be translated into action on the part of Christian educators, Christian parents, pastors, and youth leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, Christian education is at a crossroads today. There is a flood of false doctrines and ideas entering into our churches and our schools. Evolutionism is being taught, and we're being taught the idea of billions of years, and that is confusing our youth. They're being taught which is true, evolution or the Bible, or maybe we can have both. Parents are concerned that their children don't believe the Bible anymore after they send them off to school. Many of our churches don't seem to care what our youth believe just so long as they attend church. However, many Christian schools want someone who can teach biblical creation and apologetics. They would love to have someone 
who is trained to be able to do this. Many parents are looking for some way to learn how to defend their faith so that they in turn can teach their children. But it is not happening in the churches in many of our Christian universities. What does the Bible teach us about this situation? Well, we can start in 1 Peter 3.15 where it states, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Folks, this is a biblical mandate for all Christians to have a defense or ready answer for the hope that's within us. We see this also, this mandate in Jude 3, where it states, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. This is a true story today. We are told we need to contend for the faith, not just sit back and say it's somebody else's job or the school's job, folks. It is the parent's job, too. We also see this mandate in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, where it states, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. This says we must take action and not sit back and wait and see what happens. We're also told in 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We are told to rightly handle the word of God. We are told to use the word of God and not just sit back and wait for somebody else. At Creation Training Initiative, our education initiative is about equipping Christians everywhere with the skills to answer these challenges. The plan is simple, but it's going to take time. It is based on 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, where it states, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Ladies and gentlemen, this is probably one of the best verses in the entire Bible about discipleship. We are told and commanded to practice discipleship, to train others. What Paul is telling us is this, that he has trained Timothy, and now he's telling Timothy, you go out and do what I just did. You train others how to teach also. Not just the world's ways, but according to God's word faithfully. Be diligent and approved in our study of God's Word. At CTI, this is what we are doing. Today, we have trained over 100 Christians in our five-day Creation Apologetics Teachers College. We have trained them with the skills and knowledge to go out and begin speaking and training others on biblical creation and apologetics. We have also trained over 1,000 people in our one-day courses, how to defend their faith and better preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christian parents everywhere need this course. The first year alone, in our five-year, in our five-day Creation Apologetics Teacher College, we had a wait list. We couldn't fit everybody into that course. In addition, 
We teach over 20 of our one-day courses every year. Why are we doing this? Because it's not happening in our Christian universities. We don't charge thousands of dollars to attend our courses to give a great lecture. We don't charge a lot of money to do this. We don't even directly charge the church for our one-day classes. We charge per student. We charge a nominal fee per student. For a one-day class, we charge $45. That includes a full day of training. We buy you lunch and we feed you snacks and you get a 100-page manual to go with. You see, at CTI, we are about training people. We are about serious biblical education that equips Christians for the battlefield, not just getting a degree. We're about going to the small and medium-sized churches who don't have a budget for this because we don't directly charge the church for our courses. You see, we are about survival of the next generation. Now, the hard facts. Hundreds of millions of dollars are being spent to teach our students evolutionism, moral relativism, that same-sex marriage is okay, and it's women's right to kill babies called abortion. At CTI, we are already countering this indoctrination, and we're doing it with a much smaller budget than the world is. But there's still much to do. With your financial support, we can equip many Christian leaders and our educators to carry out the commission of training the next generation to stand firm on God's Word and better be able for them so that they can defend their faith. Here's how you can participate. We are looking for faithful partners to help support our five-day course. Why? Because it takes us $26,000 to help put this course on. So if we want this course every year, we need your faithful support to raise $26,000. We need faithful partners who have a special interest in the sanctity of human life. At CTI, we need an additional $12,000 to help us produce a training DVD to train youth pastors, Christian school educators, and pastors on the sanctity of human life. We're going to teach them the biblical aspects. We're going to train you the scientific aspects of the sanctity of human life. And then we're going to train you how to answer the challenge from the pro-abortionist. To carry out our complete mission, we don't need to raise millions and millions of dollars. We have a very small budget. We need $194,000 a year. This is a drop in the bucket compared to what the world is using to train our youth not to believe the Bible. If your children cannot answer the previous questions we had, if they cannot answer questions like, who did Cain marry? How could distant starlight reach this planet in only 6,000 years? Was there really a worldwide flood? What about UFOs? Did people really live to be 900 years old? If no one in your church or school can teach the answers to these questions, then you can make a difference. You can honestly make a difference. Contact CTI and have a class in your church. We will come to your church. Or you can plan to attend our five-day Creation Apologetics Teachers College, which we hold once a year. Or you can become a financial partner 
and help support CTI financially that some, someone in your church or somewhere else in the country can be trained to teach this subjects, these subjects. And now, let me return to where we start. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, where it states again, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. And then in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, it states, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for me? Then I said, Here am I, send me. Thank you, and we look forward to your partnership. God bless. If these lessons had been a blessing to you, you might consider financially supporting the Ministry of Creation Training Initiative. You can do this by going to our website, creationtraining.org. Again, that's creationtraining.org. Your tax-deductible donation of just $20, $50 or more a month, or a one-time gift of any amount will make you an education partner in building an army of Christian educators who can teach the biblical account of creation and train others to be able to defend their faith and be biblically faithful to God's Word as it states in 1 Peter 3.15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Thank you.